What's up, guys? Cue the intro. All right, guys. We're going to mix things up a little bit. I'm going to start with the opportunity, go to what I was proud about today, and then what I'm grateful for, finishing it off with some gratitude. So the opportunity today is going to be rooted in in how I'm hard on myself. Like, I'm very hard on myself. And um, sometimes that actually is a blessing. Um, Like in sales, for example, when I'm not towards the top of the leaderboard, I'm like, oh, you got to do better, and I get hard on myself, and then you go and you do better. So it, it can be a blessing sometimes, but it also leads to probably, it actually probably leads to pretty much all of the anxiety that I have in my life. Uh, so for example, two examples. On Friday, I was getting off work, and I'm about like 50% ahead of my quota right now, of where I'm supposed to be at for the week. And because I'm in the middle of the leaderboard and not at the top of the leaderboard, I got off work like stressed out and anxious because I wasn't towards the top. But I'm 50% ahead of where I'm supposed to be at for my quota. So it's kind of like you should just be – I should be more grateful for my current situation, especially when I know I'm doing my best. Like if I'm doing my best, it, that's all I can ask for. And, and like Ray Lewis says, effort is between you and you. And that's it. If I can look myself in the mirror and say, Alex, you gave it your best, you know, and you – you put the time in, you put the work in, then that, that's what matters. Just because someone, like, who knows? Maybe this guy's getting lucky, but whatever. It doesn't matter. What matters is, you know, can you look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, I gave it my best shot. And, <clears throat> and yeah, that, that, that's one example. Second example was today I went to the Mississippi River. I, the neighbor that I work with, or not work with, but the neighbor in by the Airbnb said, hey, you know, I said, hey, I want to leave every place I go to during this trip a little bit better. And he's like, well, you can make NOLA better by going and helping out pick up these microplastics called Nurdles. A ship called Bianca, I guess, spilled like millions, if not billions, of these little microplastics. They're tiny, like smaller than peas. And they just dumped them into the, the Mississippi River. Some of them are on the beach, and there's a group of people. There's like 105 people on the Facebook page that go and they pick up these nurdles, right? And I'm like, all right, hell yeah, I'm going to go do it. So I get there. It took me a little while to find the spot. You know, it was my first time in New Orleans. And I go and I'm, I'm picking up these these nurdles, right? Or, well, first off, when I get there, yeah, so I get there and I'm picking up these nurdles. And I'm starting to beat myself up because I'm like picking up they're, – they're, they're so tiny and you know that – there, there could be billion of these things all over the place. And I have maybe, I finished a day with maybe like two or 300 of these things in a bucket, right? Barely, it's like just the bottom of the bucket's filled. It was like a, it was a couple gallon bucket. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, dude, I was out there for a minute. And I, I was sitting there and I was like, damn. Like the sun went down and I couldn't, I could, literally couldn't even see the floor anymore. It was so dark. And I was like, damn, dude. I wish I filled this entire bucket up at least, you know? And then I was like reading up on it. And the government of New Orleans said that it's impossible to get all of these things up. And that's why no one's even trying to pick them up. That's why this this company isn't being sued right now. That's why this company isn't out there picking it up. Because they deemed them like irrecoverable. Like it's not possible to get all of them. And in my head, whenever I hear that, I hear the Eric Thomas speech 
where Eric Thomas says impossible is just a big word thrown around by small men. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, you know, like, let's, I'm going to get out there. And I'm going to, I'm going to get all a billion of them. And it's like, dude, that's not realistic. Like, that's just my brain's knee jerk reaction whenever someone tells me something's impossible. And it's actually gotten me into trouble a couple times. Like, it gave me some anxiety here. And then, and then, even the, the girl like that was there, um, I had to drop the stuff off at her place. She texted me. She's like, hey, if you want to make a, a real difference, come to this march on Tuesday at, at 10 um, to march for like, you know, to extend the evic- eviction protection. And I was like, well, I work Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, so I'm not going to make it. But but because she, she worded it, and she might not have even meant it like this, but my brain's knee-jerk reaction said, if you want to make a real difference. I was like, oh, wow. So I'm not even making a difference right now out here picking up like 200 pieces, 300 pieces of, of plastic. Sort of beating myself up and, and, and I, 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 I numb myself with, with like Facebook. Like I'll scroll Facebook and YouTube and, and uh, I, as I'm going through Facebook, I see the video I posted of me picking up these microplastics is actually getting some love, some comments, some likes, some hearts. And I'm like, dude, you know what? Maybe I'm just being hard on myself. And that's when I went from like, like kind of just wanting to like dissipate to, to being like, what the fuck? Like, like you're Alex Tran, bro. Like you went out there, you did your best. Like what, what else, what, what else can, can you ask? Like you're not the mayor. I'm not the mayor of New Orleans. I'm not the dude who owned the boat. All right. I'm, 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 I don't know the dude that owned the company. I'm not the dude who created those microplastics. Like, like I, what am I going to do? Pick up all a billion of these things? Like I'm over here beating myself up. And it's like, 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 what do I expect? Like, so um, the opportunity here is to just be less hard on myself and to be more strategical. Uh, and the example that I'm, I'm using in my mind is, you know, Mr. Schindler during, you know, the whole World War II, he, at first, you know, he, he wanted to help the Jews that were being persecuted, right? Now, imagine if Mr. Schindler, if the first Jew he saw get like beat up just ran up and shoved the Nazi guy and said, run, you know, and the the Jew ran and like he saved that one Jew. Okay, he would have gotten shot immediately, right? So you saved one Jew, you gave everything you had to save that one Jew, congratulations. Versus what he actually did was, yeah, he profited off of slave labor, he profited off the war, but what did he do with those profits, right? What did he do when he was being strategical? He spent every last dollar he had you know, saving over a thousand Jews, extending the bloodlines of over, you know, of thousands of people by generations. Maybe not thousands, but it was over a thousand. And, and he died bankrupt, died penniless, right? That is the strategy that I need to adopt, being less hard on myself, not just saying, oh, someone says something's impossible and just going balls out until I like, you know, die or stress my mental health out. And Actually, on the topic of almost dying, I almost got myself and a couple of my friends killed by, you know, when we were hiking the Rocky Mountains and the, uh, we were like, yo, we're going to go to Sky Pond. And it's like a five mile hike up to, to like 13,000 feet above sea level. And it's our first day in Colorado. And the park ranger was like, dude, um, <coughs> that's not possible. It's too late in the day. You're not going to make it. And when I heard the word impossible, I was like, I just... I, lo- I was like, I'm going, I'm going balls out. I'm going, I'm going to the sky pond. I'm going to prove you wrong, you know? And I got horrible altitude sickness. And one of my buddies did too, like to the point where I was like jackhammering in my bed when I got home for, I would like jackhammer for a little bit and stop and eh, off and on. And then I had like hot flashes, fever coming in and going. And I actually thought I was like going to die. A part of me thought I was going to die, but yeah, I, I 
this mindset of being not strategical versus if I had just said, hey, let me save my energy right now because this is not realistic and let us develop a better strategy to fight harder another day. You know, coming back a couple days later with more energy levels because I didn't almost kill myself and making it to the top, you know, getting there earlier, learning from your mistakes, and, and that's it. And, and in this particular situation in New Orleans, the strategical approach I'm going to take to being able to make a bigger impact when someone spills a billion or, you know, millions of nurdles in the Mississippi River is the blog. If I can get enough attention and eyes on this blog, I'll have more leverage. I'll be in a more strategical position to, if I go out there, let's just say I had a million followers. I go out there and I'm over here just sweating, picking up these nurdles and a million people see that. And I just say, hey guys, go tweet this company. You know, even if, you know, 10% of the people on that channel do that, that's going to have an impact. Someone on that company is going to be like, holy shit, guys, like we probably should do something about the nurdles there because people are, are hating on us. But right now, not in that position, so I'm not going to beat myself up. I went out there. I tried to make New Orleans 1% better, and that brings me to my, my next point, what I'm proud of. So I'm proud that I went out there, and I was out there until the sun went down, and I literally couldn't see the ground anymore. I was picking up these nurdles, and I'm proud that when I got there, everyone was on the sandy part of the beach, right, with their brooms or whatever, and the girl was like, yeah, I mean – the sandy part of the beach, like we've been working on like, and there, you can kind of go over there. Like there's some decent spots on the sandy part of the beach. She's like, but the most of them, like the bulk of these nurdles are over there. And she pointed far away in like this green grassy area where there's rocks and there's like big, like shipping ropes and all other types of like industry just that littered. And it's like, it, it smelled like dookie in that area. It smelled like shit. And there's bugs over there. And, and, and I'm proud of the fact that I didn't take the easy way out and just sit there with everybody else. I went over to that grassy area where I was getting bit by mosquitoes and digging with my bare hands because the brooms didn't work because there was rocks. I had to use my bare hands to move the rocks, pick up the beads around the rocks, get, you know, really get my fingernails in there. And I'm glad that I took the hard path and made the most of my time there. And I, and I just hope that I continue to have that type of mindset while I was there because it like that, that yeah, I hope that I continue the mindset that I had there in, in future, you know, in the future, Alex, cause that's just, that's the type of person I want to be just attacking the, the, the hard route, but being strategical, um, not taking the easy way out. So that's, that's one thing that's, that's the proud right there. I'm just going to double check my notes to see if there was something else I wanted to add to that. Yeah. I'm proud that I went from, you know, the anxiety I had afterwards because I was like, oh, I didn't fucking do shit. Like, because I picked up 300 nurdles versus the billion that could be in the ocean right now. Uh, I went from, like, depressed that I couldn't do it to being more like, let's go. Like, let's let's refocus this energy somewhere else to where we can make a bigger impact in the future. Uh, so I'm, I'm proud of that. Um, and, yeah, so the that brings me to my, you know, grateful... Uh, gratitude again, guys, there's so much to be grateful for. First thing that comes to mind, you know, friends and family again, a couple of my friends checked in on me today, gave me some, you know, proofs of concept that I could really do this. Brandon called me, who's just cracking up on the phone. And he's like, dude, last night, your fucking Snapchat story was like hilarious. And then I had, you know, Austin and Nelson call me, you know, Nelson cracking up too, um, just to check in though. It's nice to have your, your homies check in. Uh, so definitely grateful for them. I'm grateful for the job that I have that enables me to slowly get myself into this position to 
make a full-time vlog versus me going full-time and just not knowing what I'm doing and, and making failure a little bit easier. Uh, but it's going to make it it's going to make my funding this journey a lot easier for, for the most part. Uh, but it's definitely tough to try to do a blog full time and work full time. Cause after work I'm pooped, but it's not an excuse. I got to just be more strategical with my time, which I've already come up with a couple things that I'm going to do to, to, to spend more time on the blog. So but yeah, that's my opportunity. Something I was proud of and grateful today. I'm going to do a recap in the next podcast of what happened yesterday. I just didn't do a, you know, a reflection because I was too turnt and find out why I was too turnt and that crazy experience that Brandon and Nelson were cracking up about in the next podcast. Thanks, guys.